this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Curb Your Enthusiasm Season 11, Episode 7. Irma Kostrowski is over, but we are just getting started here on the Kirby Enthusiasm Podcast here on Post Show Recaps. I'm Josh Wiggler, and that is not with a Y. Uh, I'm joined here, as always, by Akiva Winokur. There's some E's in Kiev. There are two E's in Kiev, although I've seen it spelled K-I-V. I think uh, Andy Samberg was once quoted in an article referring to the other Lonely Island guy, uh-huh. and, they, and New York Magazine spelled it K-I-V. So there was no ease in in Kiev there. Interesting. Uh, no Ys though. No Ys. Mm-mm. Yeah, you're free of the Ys. Uh, and no Ys or Eyes in the name of our next guest. Uh, we're bringing him on to the podcast. He's been uh, out canvassing for Mayor Mayhew all day long. So forgive him if he's coming on feeling a little tired. It's been a long day. Uh, you've heard him on the Community Building Podcast in the past. He's my friend and yours, Ben Taub, the Bean Tube. What's going on? You know, I feel like I'm just like popping into the podcast, much like Richard Lewis, just kind of like out of nowhere. That was a disappear. shock. Yeah. Uh, the, the spontaneous Richard Lewis. I mean, we knew Richard Lewis was coming, Keeve. I didn't know if we knew that he would just be kind of showing up uh, in, you know, any old episode at any old time. Uh, well, I think, you know, I think he was not well, and I think the thought was he was not going to be on the season at all. At all. 
And then maybe it's like, all right, I'm healthy, I'm available, and this is, and then we get RL. So I don't know if that's the rest of the season, or if maybe it wasn't filmed in order, and like this is what we're getting. But uh, I thought we were not getting Richard Lewis at all. I know that you and Rob famously not big Richard well, Lewis Rob hates it. fans. <laughs> yeah, Rob really he hates really it. doesn't like it. Uh, so I'm glad Rob isn't here for this episode. Ben, how are you? Are thumbs up, thumbs down, Richard Lewis on Curb. I mean, like, what, like, memorable moment from Curb is, like, attached to Richard Lewis? Like, mm. maybe none? Like, I can't think of a single moment where I'm, like, so glad that Richard Lewis was He's there. He's a vibe. He's a vibe yeah. on Curb. Maybe early on. But, like, uh, I, in, like in, in 2021, do we really need, like, a lot of Richard Lewis? Like, I, I don't know. I'll tell you that I was very thrilled to see him in this context. I enjoyed watching Larry versus Lewis uh, as sort of the prelude to the mayoral campaign. Um... As you said, Akiva, Richard Lewis has been, uh, he's had some health issues. He's, you know, not able to do a full season of Curb. He had a very sweet uh, Twitter post many moons ago about filming his role uh, for the season and it being very unexpected. But it was such a Curb Larry David moment when Larry turns to him and says, when are you going to die? Will Amazing. You please die was and the like the smirk on Larry's face and on Richard Lewis's face of the two of them very knowingly engaging such an awkward morose bit of comedy was uh that took me out. Uh the two of them being in on it was was wild to me, Akiva. I yeah, I, I think that one of the one of the better uh Richard Lewis moments of all time because yeah, Larry saying what like I mean, I don't think anybody's really thinking that, but it's just like, no. I, and congrats to the real Richard Lewis for like allowing, uh, you know, uh, Larry to speak to his character that way. I yes, think, I think it's like, uh, you know, it was very fun, and and you know, their their banter was really good here. It was it was excellent. Yeah, for sure. Uh, ben, uh, show us the credentials. Tell us what you're up to. Give us the vibe on your feelings about Curb writ large, but season 11 specifically. You've been listening to the podcast. So oh, yeah. Every week. It's been great. Honestly, enjoying hearing you guys talk about it. I think the, the rotating guests have been fun to hear everybody's perspective. Um, I think I'm relatively high on the season. Um, I was very high on season 10. And that kind of really got me back into Curb full time to to the extent in which like I rewatched like the whole show, even like peered into like Chester's coverage of it, you know, in, in spots. Yeah, yeah, the, the real deal, huh? Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, I think I I think overall there hasn't been like a ton of like super memorable moments from this season, but I do think that overall it's kind of kept pace, and I think like in a night full of like, I mean, I'm watching all three HBO shows back to back every Sunday yeah. night until I kind of finish the night on like a much lighter note. Um, and something that like, I don't really, I can like really turn my brain off before I go to sleep. Like I think it's been like pretty solid, but I, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't know if it's been like a sensational season of curve, but like, you know, I, I think that like, it's definitely for sure keeping pace. Am I crazy for thinking that Irma Kostrowski was a pretty good episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, Akiva? No, I don't think you're crazy. I think it was pretty classic Curb, one of the more like um, it was like enemy a very in the... solid base hit. Yeah, it was. It was a it, like when I say solid. Yeah, it wasn't my, necessarily the best episode of the season. Certainly wasn't anywhere near the bottom. But I think it was like especially how it ends. It's a very like classic. This could have been like a season two episode of Curb almost. Also, like uh, you know the like, everyone ends up furious at Larry. Uh, there's there was a couple like really laugh out loud moments that are great. Um, yeah, it was it was definitely a, a base hit, and I think a double, maybe. Yeah, I think a triple, perhaps. Is that giving it too much? Did steal third? A double and you steal third? Third's yeah. a hard base to steal. Yeah, 
That's an impressive feat. I wouldn't put it past Irma Kostrovsky. I'll stop. I don't know what I'm talking about, obviously. And I, I mean, and, you know, uh, Ben's talking about uh, the HBO lineup. And I was wondering, actually, like, how many people watch all three because they're very different shows, Succession and Curb and, and Insecure. But, I, but uh, you know, one of the, you know, iconic HBO characters, Tracy Ullman, is Irma Kostrovsky in this episode. I know. Uh, it took me a minute to place her. Emily got it immediately. I was like, really? Is that Irma? And, I, and even after she had said that, uh, I I was struggling to to see it, which is obviously a huge testament to to her to her town, her ability to just blend in. Uh, but I completely missed that it was uh, that it was uh, her at first. Yeah, I didn't. I, I I saw somebody say it. I wouldn't have caught it myself either. Yeah, uh, I. I'm going to have a hard time not uh, really gushing about how much I loved Irma Kostrowski as a character. Uh, I want uh, Tracy Ullman as Irma Kostrowski on the show, uh, if not full time, then at least for a few more episodes. I'm not done with the Irma Kostrowski arc. The whole episode sort of bending towards Larry's courtship of Irma Kostrowski really left me feeling like we're in this position right now for Larry to marry a Susie analog in some ways. Wow. And it's just uh, irresistible to me. I really hope that we have not seen... Uh, IMDb says that we're going to get another Irma Kostrowski sighting. I don't know how reliable that is, but I want it very badly. I don't know if we're, we're spoiling anything uh, for the preview. So like, I'll give it like a second here. But Yeah, um... okay. So some preview talk. I actually didn't watch the preview. I had left because I was so tired and I finished watching the episode. And then Emily stayed in the room while I was like uh, getting getting ready for bed. And I just heard her howling. So whatever happened in the preview apparently was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I give it a watch this morning because I, I, I miss it as well in the real time. But um, it, it looks to be that uh, we're getting uh, another uh, Irma Kostrovsky yes. episode next week. Uh, almost centered uh, around her as well in, in their courtship. So Irma, that's exciting. Irma Kostrovsky uh, part two. Yeah. Uh, now, don't you think it's a little, you know, it was brushed over like what Larry's goal is here. I mean, we, we know what it is because we've seen the, the episode, but... I don't know if it would have been clear if you hadn't seen the first episode, but at all, because I don't think they really say what Larry's motivation here He's is. He's trying to change the, the five-foot fence yes. rule. Yeah. He is trying to change the five-foot fence rule from the first episode, but I don't know if changing the five-foot fence rule would retroactively make him legally uh, <laughs> you know, un unaccountable <laughs> yeah. or the guy dying. I don't think that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, ben, do you think that this is going to absolve uh, Larry of the man's death in hindsight or no? Um, I mean, look, I I'm no lawyer and, uh, you know, I don't think the Curb universe necessarily abides by, you know, the, the standards of our world. But, uh, yeah. uh, you know, I think, you know, it, it would be it would be pretty funny for to see Larry get away with all this in, in the end. But, you know, there's no way that this ends positively for Larry. Right. Like the show is getting does. canceled either no. way. What what does? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that there's obviously a lot of trouble in uh, the world of young Larry, not the least of which is young Larry himself uh, going a little method. Uh, not quite to the... I don't know if either of you... Uh, I know, Ben, you're a big Succession person. Akiva, do you watch Succession at all or no? Yes, but I'm not caught up. I'm not Got it. up to date. But I uh, so no, no spoilers here, but there was a, a great New Yorker profile of Jeremy Strong that came <laughs> mm -hmm. out this weekend. Uh, that if you uh, if you are when you're caught up on the show is really worth a read uh, and a lot of insight into his process 
and the reasons why maybe some of the people on set with him may have as much <laughs> strife with Jeremy Strong as they may have uh, their characters with Kendall Roy. Uh, young Larry himself seemingly going a little bit method, and that is without um, all of the, the Maria Sophia of it all. Uh, so I feel like young Larry will get to the finale and young Larry is still in some incarnation of a thing, but that's clearly already in a little bit of a, a dumpster fire situation as the sets are built, they're starting to film, uh, and it's, it's, they can't even agree on coffee mugs, Ben. Yeah. Um, by the way, Maria Sophia is sensational. Yeah. She's um, great. every scene that she's in, like totally like she steals the show here. Um, by the way, like. To spend that much time on coffee, like set coffee mugs, is just ridiculous. Like, and you see, like, there's way, there's like 15 on the table. Like, to me, I, I can't even tell the difference between like two of them. Yeah. Like, let, let alone like that many. I think that the snacks made sense to me Certainly. to some degree. Uh, and I didn't think that Stan, the prop guy at Kiva, was doing a great job with the snacks. You know, he was, he just bought everything at a, at the grocery store. Uh, rather than really thinking about what would you have in the 60s. It, that's a fair point that I think that you need a 60s snack. You can't just take, you know, uh, I don't know, what would be a thing that we have now that you definitely didn't have in the 60s? Cool Ranch Doritos? Those weren't a thing yet, were they? I mean, that is such an interesting thing. Like, the period pieces, you have to have, like, someone on set you getting all these things, and then you don't want to be in the IMDb goofs. Like, they accidentally you know, or, or they have a ducktails towel and, and, uh, yeah. you know, so like you're yeah. trying to avoid stuff like that, but, uh, yeah, no, he's bad. Like it, by the end of the episode, we could clearly see, and I love the small town of LA and Santa Monica that you just knock on the door of like one of the main people you're dealing with that week. Uh, I just Googled, did they have cool ranch Doritos in the sixties? No way. Uh, when do you think the first Dorito came out Akiva? Dorito itself could have been around the 60s, but Cool Ranch? No, they weren't thinking that forward. When all. when was the first Dorito? When did Dorito, it Dorito, I'm going to say 62. Uh, uh, ben, what's your what's your pick? Yeah, I mean, like, would they... So you're saying that they're, they're going to lead off with nacho cheese? Like, that's going to be, like, the mm -hmm. OG Dorito? Um, mm -hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go... I'm going to go... They might have been plain then. They didn't really right. like eat anything then. Which, is it even a Dorito at that point? If it's just, like, you know, like, no you know no flavoring like just it's just like a chip right that's that's pretty gross that's probably what they were for a while yeah, yeah. boy they, they're some good branding people huh they're like you know m you know playing with the formula here where are we going what year what year do you think so I, i'm gonna go 68 it's 1966 is wow. the oh is good the, the release of the toasted corn first flavor of the of the Doritos, nacho cheese comes out before Cool Ranch. When do you think nacho cheese comes out? Oh boy, hmm. I'm gonna say 85. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go 78. Stick with eight. Uh, ben is closer. The nacho cheese Doritos showed up a lot uh, sooner than you'd expect. 1972. Wow. Oh wow. The nacho cheese Dorito has been around since the 70s. Changed the world. Yeah. Uh, cool Ranch doesn't show up until the 80s. Cool Ranch is an 80s Dorito for sure. 86, Cool Ranch made their debut and also became popular. That's what uh, Wikipedia tells us about the Cool Ranch Dorito. Uh, so they could have had Doritos, I guess, on Young Larry. I think that that would have worked out totally fine. Uh, now, and he might have been in Ireland, uh, this guy at that point. 
if he was yes. even alive in the 70s. So. Yeah. Um, Akiva, I have to imagine that you're not, uh, you don't understand or appreciate the method actor. That would be my guess is that you don't like the method acting. I mean, you know, we talked about Daniel Day-Lewis extensively right. last week. It doesn't mean uh, so that we I, don't appreciate the talent of the actor, but mm-hmm. that's I would, strategy. Uh, here's the thing. If the best actor ever says that's the way to do it, I don't know more about acting than Daniel yeah. Day-Lewis, right? Yeah. However, I would never want to be around Daniel Day-Lewis while he was pretending <laughs> to be Abraham Lincoln, you know? So yeah. it's like, I'm happy to watch the movie where you're doing method acting, but I, I'd be like, all right, Jeremy, you're, you're not in the Roy family. Stop yeah. it. Stop. Yeah. Talk to me. We're watching the jo- game. Yeah. John Rudnitsky, your name is not Young Larry. Mm-hmm. I'm not calling you Larry. The show's uh, a comedy. You don't get into, you, you don't method act a comedy. What are you doing, John? Ben, would you be a method actor if you were an actor? Are you an actor? I, I'm not an actor. Uh, you know, I, I'm pretty, you know, I, I wear my emotions, uh, I feel like. But, like, I feel like although, like, method acting may be effective, it's certainly annoying, right? Mm. Like, for everybody else involved. And I feel like I, I'm way too, like, passive of a guy in that type of setting to, like, I'd be thinking about, like, oh, my God, like, you know, like, everybody's, I'm, like, embarrassing myself in front of, like, everybody that I've ever met and, like, working with on a day-to-day basis. Like, yeah. that is, like, way too stressful yeah uh i think i disagree with you akiva i think i'd want to be around daniel day lewis as he was method acting (laughs) as abraham lincoln i think i would want to see that i think that there are other uh daniel day lewis characters i'd be a lot less interested in being around but i think i would would spend an afternoon with president lincoln oh uh daniel plainview (laughs) yeah i mean he'd kill you if you got yeah i think he'd kill me I'd come on think, set like I don't think I survived Daniel Plainview. No, me way. neither. Me neither. Yeah. I'd come on set with like a milkshake, just like making bubbles out of it, not really yeah. even drinking it. Yeah. Just to just to you know see what he would say. <laughs> yeah. You want to drink my drink milkshake? It. Yeah. I would like to see. I would, I think I could hang out with Bill the Butcher. We're both New Yorkers. Mm-hmm. I think we could hang out for. A oh day. yeah, yeah. You would have done well back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Think about Gangs of New York, but it's me instead of Leo D. I think you've got an interesting story to tell there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a different movie, but maybe still a very pretty good. good. Pretty good. And then I become uh, Martin Scorsese's new muse. So what? I'm, I'm Howard Hughes, round Howard Hughes in The Aviator. Round uh, Howard Hughes. That's something. Yeah, it's something. Uh, I don't know if it's much. Uh, just crawling through the episode. Uh, there's a lot of scenes where Larry is just uh, uh, talking about how awful things are. There's the one moment with Jeff. They're talking about how, how awful Maria Sophia is. And we find out that Lily Collins apparently was in line for this role. Do we think that this is planting the seeds of us seeing somebody in this in Maria Sophia's role? Or is she going to ride it out all the way through the finale, Ben? You know, like what I wanted to ask you is like, like when they name drop somebody like that on Curb, like I know, like they have to clear it. Yeah, like because most of the show's improv, right? So, like, did Jeff just like come up with a name and just like, <laughs> hey, like, yeah, this random, you know, this random yeah. person is like, you know, we we could have gotten, but I think like mostly it's probably just like you know, it's like rub, rub rub it in or like at least like accentuate that like we really need to fix this issue. Like, Jeff in Garland time. pulling Lily Collins seems uh, very specific to me, Akiva. I don't know that he yes, pulls I agree. Lily Collins I, That's a good point. Hat. I didn't think about it. That Yes, they would not have said her name if she does not come and show up at a certain point. That's a very good point. Yeah, we're on Lily Collins' watch officially. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I hope that uh, if that happens, that we are not deprived of Maria Sophia's revenge against Lily Collins as a storyline. 
I think that we would be really, uh, we'd be really, really being left behind on something if that's. Oh, Maria Sofia will be in the last scene of the of the season. Like she, you think you know, so? We're not, lose, we're not losing Maria Sofia so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think Maria Sofia is going to be a, a a curb character should the show continue past season eleven? Do you imagine that she kind of gets graduated into the family, a la Leon? I like the word Ben says, but like I think no, because I, I we're only seeing her in very specific uh, settings. Like I, I I think she is such a breakout star that it's possible, but I don't think that there's really a place for her. She's not going to be like a love interest of Larry. She's too young. I don't I don't see what she does. So probably yeah. not. What do you think, Ben? Yeah. Do we get, do we get more uh, Maria Sophia past season eleven? Yeah, that's a great question. Like, but like, how does this season end? Right, like where it's like, like where do we leave her after the season? Like, because like th there are very few outcomes in which like she's just not either the show gets canceled, or she gets like you know she gets fired from the show. Like, it, like how do you keep her in like in the fold within Curb, like while also like creating like somewhat of like, like a an ending to the to, to young Larry that like makes sense for the show. That makes sense. Uh, new leverage needs to be created, Certainly. I think. Like, they have to negate the the five-foot fence leverage uh, that they currently have on Larry to put Maria Sophia in the mix. And some new leverage needs to exist where uh, where they, they have one over on Larry in, in some regard. But I don't know. I mean, is it uh, is, is she going to have some sort of uh, producerial role in things moving forward? You know, if they're able to get her kicked off the show and is there some sort of uh, probably something involving a fence, if not a five foot fence would be my guess, you know, to tie it back to the start of the season. Um, I don't know. I would love to see what she's capable of as a director. Yeah, I would. An episode, too. You yeah. know, like uh, like she's how great wild, instinct, yeah. <laughs> how wild and like ebbs and flows of that plot. It's I would like to see. Place. Yeah, she would be like making her version of the room. Uh, I think would be would be like she has an oh high mark uh, vibe about her Maria Sophia that I think would be pretty good. Uh, right around now is when Larry gets uh, the idea that as uh, a, a city council member. Irma Kostrowski can repeal the the five foot fence law, uh, and so he looks her up on the Santa Monica City Council. Uh, her phone number is listed. You can call Irma Kostrowski at three one zero two five five eighteen forty extension one one one. Should we call her on the podcast real quick? Let's try. It'd be, it. Let's be only right. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think we'll do it. You don't think so. No, uh, you could email her as well if that's more your speed. Uh, Irma.Kostrowski at smgovt.gov. Santa Monica government is what that means. Uh, she apparently replaced Deborah Press uh, after the passing of Deborah Press is when Irma joined in February 2011. She's been on the city council for a solid decade, Irma Kostrowski. I mean, who's who's working harder for the city? Like, how is she? No one. You know and she has got no she's got no national ambition. I mean, she's just there to serve the people of She of, doesn't want to uh, go to DC, Akiva. It's mm -mm. too cold. Too cold. Is, too is cold. it though? Like is DC too cold? Like uh, I guess compared to California, but we like We need to get uh, Deej back on the line. We need a, we have a few people in DC who can weigh in on how harsh the winters are. I have no idea. I would imagine it can get cold. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's rel relatively mild. I mean, I, I feel think it's like a typical it, northeastern city, you know. Yeah, yeah. certainly. Uh, I think it gets cold, uh, colder in D.C. than it does in Santa Monica, would be my guess. Yeah, safe uh, bet. 
Yeah, so she doesn't want to go to, she doesn't want to move to D.C. You know, Irma's been working really hard for Santa Monica. It makes sense that she has all of this, like, uh, what is this? This, uh, this is like a gallbladder issue, do we think? She's having some sort of gas, she says, Akiva. Uh, yeah, it's funny because I feel like um, the, you know, uh, Tracy Ullman's instructions to play Irma Kostrowski are basically like, be as unpleasant as possible at all times. Yeah. So I love that she's got the gas bubble. She's always, like, adjusting herself. You know, like, what would horrify Larry the most? Yeah. Uh, like, gross food stuff. Yeah, like, uh -huh. let's go. Let's yeah, go, she's Irma. eating on the phone. Uh, mm -hmm. He can tell she's eating on the phone pretty clearly. Are you both able to tell when someone's eating on the phone? Can you do you have an ear for that? Could you could you Ben, if I called you up, would you be able to know whether or not I'm eating a salad? Like, am well, I eating a salad right now? Yeah, I mean, I guess the real question is, is like, are you eating a salad with a fork or with your hands? Because that is disgusting that she just like reached in there and was like eating one piece of lettuce well, at a time. What if she got to work and there were no forks or she forgot a fork? They didn't put a fork in her salad bag. I, I, what's I don't she don't supposed to touch, do? Not eat her yeah. salad? I don't want to touch the dressing. I, I, I think you, t you you pivot there. You save the salad for dinner and then, and then you go and you, you find something else, like a sandwich for lunch. Akiva, that, is the salad off the menu if uh, you have no forks? Like you can't do it, even if it's in the privacy of your own office? Yes. I, listen, I'll do a lot of things. I will not eat salad with my hands. What are we talking uh -huh. about? Yeah. I think I might. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like you're just getting handfuls of salad is probably too far. Uh, I do think it's too far. Akiva, could you tell if, if someone's eating on the phone? Sometimes I'm good at it, but I, I I think you can get away with it. Yeah. The better question is, can you tell if like you're on the phone with someone in the bathroom? But oh well, there does there often is a, a change in the audio quality. You're That's probably true. on speaker, so if you're on speaker with someone, you should be on alert at the very least. Ah, okay. So if and someone's if, on speaker with you, say, hey, are you in the bathroom? Just curious. You you could ask if you wanted to, or you could not ask and just sort of, uh, you know, uh, dwell on the possibility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that there's something of an echoey quality to the room on the other Usually, side of the yeah. phone. This is like a really big bathroom. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, yeah. I mean, it's a small apartment, huge bathroom. Uh, mm -hmm. It's basically the New York layout here. Uh, I think Ben can attest to that. Certainly. Sort of the, the, the classic New York City apartment. It's just like a gigantic bathroom, the small rest of it. Um, I once uh, was, uh, by once, I mean the other week, I was uh, sipping a, a, a drink of water and caught an ice cube in the final push of the, of the drink of water while podcasting. And I don't remember which show it was, but I'm pretty sure... You can hear me on one of last week's podcasts just chewing on an ice cube. And I'm really sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> You're forgiven because I don't I never noticed these things. Yeah, it's not. A, but I knew and I could tell it, it was it was a lot. Uh, Irma Kostrowski's whole vibe is incredible. Uh, Tracy Ullman is a chameleon. I keep wanting to say Uma Thurman, and that is not the same person. Very different. Very different people. Uh, were you a Tracy Ullman show uh, fan, Ben, or is that a little before your time? Yeah, I don't know if this is going to shock. It like definitely shows a my little age before here. your time. Yeah, yeah. not for me per se, but it doesn't mean that I like wouldn't wouldn't go out of my way to to go and find it at this point. Uh, it's got to be on HBO Max, no? Yeah, certainly. Tracy Ullman show's got to be on HBO. I mean, what Max. do people know about the Tracy Ullman show more than like it spawned The Simpsons? That is probably the first bit of trivia that comes mm -hmm. up. That, that's all I know, honestly. Yeah, uh, without looking it up. 
she's an icon. She's a legend. Uh, she does great character work, often with with uh, fake teeth. There was one character with these incredible teeth that I remember. It's been a long time since I watched Tracy Ullman, uh, but I used to love that uh, when it was on. Uh, I was way too young to understand any of it. I'm sure I would have a very different reaction to it now. Uh, but her whole thing is great. I really, I really can't say enough. Uh, the the moment that she showed up, and I realized that this was the titular Irma Kostrowski, I was very happy about it. She has the rolling suitcase, uh, which is such a such a, a powerful choice for your office job, is to be going around with the rolling suitcase. Do a lot of people do that? Am I just not used to the office vibe, Akiva? Are people uh, rolling suitcases around their offices these days? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't think anybody was walking around with a rolling suitcase. People are barely leaving their houses these days. Yeah, Ben, do you see people with rolling suitcases at work ever, or are you still at home? No, I'm going in the office a, a bit these days, but yeah. not even once. I mean, but like, who has that many papers? And I guess if you're a city council person, that you're definitely going to have a lot more memos and stuff. But like, a lot of that's like electronic. Like, people have that on their iPads and stuff. Like, yeah. no need to like wheel around something and like thump it on the carpet as like obnoxiously as possible. That was like a really subtle moment on the second watch where I was like, that was like really off putting. But I, that could have just been me. Uh, when uh, Larry asks Irma if it's Irma with an I and not an E, and she retorts by saying, Larry, with a Y. Uh, I thought that I felt actual chemistry between Larry and Irma Kostrowski. I have to admit. Did anyone feel any sparks between Larry and Irma? Or is that, am I alone? I kind of felt that there was maybe there was there was something here. Do you think that Irma is the type of person who doesn't even realize when she has chemistry and sparks with uh -huh. someone? <laughs> Uh, what does Larry call her? He says that she's the most hideous, disagreeable person. I think that's really unfair. I think, yeah. uh, and then after one conversation, and then <laughs> stands by it when Susie when Susie yeah. confronts him at the book at the book club. Yeah, yeah. I heard him use the word repugnant, which is like a, that's very that's strong. harsh. That's yeah. overly harsh, and I definitely would not describe Irma Kostrowski that way. Uh, I think that she was great. I think that the, I think that they could be happy together if they could get over uh, the the not voting thing which might be uh, hard to do, could be tough. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see, we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today 
at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is around the time in the episode where Larry is going to uh, get the call to reschedule golf uh, because of the widow, Ruth Berman. Uh, who is also going to go ahead and take the last lobster. Is this another one of those instances where Larry is just being completely unreasonably mean to somebody who is grieving the loss of a family member? Or is he justified here, Akiva, given the degree of separation between Ruth Berman and The Departed? I mean, listen, there are different scenarios. Like if you're married for 35 years and you happen to just get divorced, but you were still good friends, like it's fair to grieve them. And I don't know much about the relationship, but yeah, in general, like the ex-wife does not get full grief privileges. I don't know that she gets automatic dibs on the lobster, Ben. Lobsters no. are expensive. But by the way, like getting a Maine lobster in California got to be disastrous. Like I'm from New England and like I will never order lobster like out from anywhere else. Oh, especially you're one of those. The, yeah. I but, like, got but like it's it's traveling a great deal, you know, across yeah. the country. Certainly. What um, about a, a Luke's lobster here in New York City? Ben, are you going to say no to Luke's lobster? I, I've I've partaken in, in some Luke's lobster, but like yeah. if it's like. If it's caveated with like main lobster and like that is like the selling point of like uh, whatever dish it is, I think I'm more like I think I'm more likely to get a lobster roll. I yeah. feel like you know, yeah. I, there's so somehow those two things are different because they can mask some of the the lack of freshness. Certainly, yeah. Uh, Akiva not going to weigh in on the shellfish. Uh, mm-hmm. I would. I don't I would know anything assume. about it. Don't I don't know guess. anything about it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, you do want it, I think, closer to the source, but I don't know that it matters too much. I guess it depends on where you are. I think uh, the 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 direct line from Portland, Maine to L.A. I think is probably okay. Probably dealing with like a, it's off by a day, Ben. I don't think that's so bad. Hey, I I, I'll all die right. on this hill. Yeah, I'll that's die on fine. This hill. There's no no one no one has to die today. <laughs> uh, no one has to die on this one. Not Richard uh, Lewis. Not anybody. No. Young Larry is struggling with the glasses, and this is enough for Stan. He's ready to to walk off. Again, I think that the glasses, you do want to get this period appropriate, but I think maybe you trust the prop guy to have period appropriate glasses. I don't know who's in the right here. you got to be comfortable as an actor. Uh, I know I couldn't do my thing with just any old pair of glasses. Uh, we discussed this with Kevin Akiva. Uh, you know, we don't want, uh, you know, you and I aren't talking about having hundreds of pairs of glasses. We're very specific with our choices. Uh, yeah, no, we'd have to be like billionaires. I guess I'm trying to think if I was like Jeff Bezos, how many pair of glasses I would have? A lot, a lot, a lot. Probably. Yeah, I would have the walk-in uh, glasses closet as part. But of still, my, like you'd, as you'd, part of my podcast studio, the walk-in closet. It's still like studio. a hassle, though. I guess maybe you go to one glasses store and you buy them from there, like. It's still annoying to get glasses and, you know, with the same prescription, whatever, you have to try them on. No, so. this isn't so hard. You're a billionaire. So as a billionaire, you just do online shopping. Uh, mm-hmm. You give them. Your assistants do. 
Yes, your assistants do the online shopping. They have the measurements for your head so they know what the glasses need to be uh, like to be adjusted to your face. Uh, and they just get them all with your prescription. And as a billionaire, it doesn't matter. You just clear them out of all of their glasses. And then you probably, as a billionaire, you just throw out the ones that you don't like uh, is probably how that works because you're a billionaire, which means you're a reckless, uh, you know, uncaring individual about the, the glasses waste that you produce. So you really don't have to do a ton of work. You just really just get the glasses and you choose which ones you like and which ones you don't. That'd be my move if I was a tyrannical billionaire. My, but my other, my other play, which I'm sure you do, is like you gotta, if you're going away for more than a week, you got to bring the backup. Yeah, never know when you never know when you need the backup. This is a good reminder for me. I need to remember to bring my backups for next week's trip. Um, this is where we find out that uh, the Italian actress Adriana Amante is this a real person? No, they. Why would they make a real person statutory for this? Somebody yeah, when this they could have a fake great. one. This is not great. <laughs> yeah, uh, when they could have a fake do it. Uh, this is not great. This whole storyline uh, of uh, this is kind. Of, is this this? I feel like we kind of treaded in this territory earlier in the season. Am I making that up? Am I With having the, the Mandela effect of like the statutory rape uh, being a thing that happened earlier in Curb this season? Do you remember the context at all? Anything? Uh, no, um, I don't. But I don't know why I'm feeling like this storyline happened already uh, in, like a, in like an episode two or three. Yeah. I mean, no it does give us one of the best jokes of, of the season, <laughs> which is when Larry is, uh, you know, oh, at the, him. the line on the to get the the uh, with the guy who he shows the picture to. Well, yeah, when no, when he's with the actor is, uh, you know, he's confronting the actor and uh -huh. and, and, he, you know, he says, you know, I think that you enjoyed it and you're just taking advantage now. And he's like, imagine if you were in high school and you're impressionable and some hot, beautiful Hollywood actress throws her at you and. Sleep with you, like, how would you feel? Like, what would happen? What would have happened in high school if that happened to you? And Larry's like, they would have named the high school after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. All I know is there was a moment earlier in the podcast. This is what I remember uh, is uh, mentioning that they made a teacher. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Uh, it was from the episode with um, uh, What's Her Face from Modern Family. Uh, whose whole secret was that she had uh, she had slept with a student. Oh, Joey Bob. Ah, yes, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So we're kind of doing it again. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Uh, again, like you don't have to keep making the show. You know, uh, like I did enjoy this one, but uh, seemed like a little bit of a recycling. But it took me a minute to pull. Uh, so this is not going great for Larry and young Larry uh, so far. Uh, but it's about to go great for Larry and Irma as they go canvassing for Mayor Mayhew, Ben. Uh, did you enjoy the canvassing montage? Oh, my God. It was so great. And it was so yeah. great to, like, that they called upon, like, all of these different, you know, old storylines and all these they things. They summoned the old ghosts of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Right. And it's yeah. so great to revisit it and just get, like, uh, some positive reactions across the board. Going, when Larry goes off script is usually when he's at his best, right? Yeah. Uh, was all of this Akiva? Was were all of these from uh, previous Curb episodes? I got uh, he respects Wood. I got you can't say Happy New Year after January seventh. I didn't remember no children under ten being allowed in restaurants. Mm -hmm. Was that a thing? Yeah. yeah, that's a big thing of him. I do like yeah. We're calling back respect in Wood. 
Um, what else? What What are his other He's rules? He's eliminating handshakes. He says handshakes. Yeah, yeah that's a good. The one. guy's like, that's my guy. He's my guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he did a good job canvassing, according to Irma. By the way, I agree with Larry. I don't want to wear a pin. I'm nervous. Maybe the pin ends up poking my yeah, skin or something. Yeah, I don't love the pin myself. Uh, I think that they're mostly giving out stickers these days, in yeah. my experience as a voter. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like the pin is like like kind of an antiquated, you know, like uh, like medium, I guess. Like, there's so many different. Are we ways. done with the pin? Yeah, I think I think uh, I think the pin is uh, certainly for the past. Yeah. Uh... It does produce a hole. I don't care how thin the needle is. Uh, I have I had a pin. On, I had a pin on a canvas bag. Speaking of canvassing, and the hole was very noticeable. Uh, and I have a, a pin in a in a hat. The hole is incredibly noticeable. Uh, I don't know. I guess maybe the shirt can withstand the the pin a little easier than other materials. Certainly. Like if you want something temporary, you go sticker. If you want something permanent, you go patch. Like I don't think you need a pin to to cover those bases. Yeah. Yeah, a uh, pin. I think you get in trouble with uh, trying to go to the airport with a pin. I think they they probably tell you you can't fly with the pin. Certainly not, unless it's uh, a thin pin. Uh, maybe I don't know if they'll let you with a thin pin. True. Yeah, certainly. I'm not sure. Uh, I think that they're not going to allow that. Uh, Keith, did you like uh, the confrontation between Larry and Irma and Susie and Cheryl? Did you enjoy the collision? Yeah, that's a great that's a great scene you have like larry you know just you know hey what do you mean i'm a normal person what are you talking about uh-huh. of course like <laughs> yeah, of course the house he knocks at like first it's a co-worker and then yeah. because santa monica very small town of like a million people is uh you know then it's like his ex-wife and his best friend's wife just there having a book club in the middle of the day um yeah i i did really like it i like that cheryl's like you hate people you hate pins like she's just calling him correctly on all these things like and it's like oh yeah she knew all these things about him she cared about him and larry's uh up to you know up to but it's also like susie's against this all of larry's we've discussed this before like all of larry's schemes are to like protect his career and by the way like susie's husband like susie's house depends on larry's career being protected but she's always playing defense against larry you know, yeah. she's always trying yeah. to stop Larry from saving yeah. himself. And, and yeah. not to mention that also, like, you know, Ted Danson is in Larry's show. So it's not like Cheryl doesn't have stake in this either. So, like, I, I was so confused why they were just I mean, like, obviously, that's them as characters. But like from their interest, this makes no sense. Yeah, uh, I did like the line from Larry uh, when she says, you've never been politically interested. Well, maybe when I was married to you, you were holding me back from being who I wanted to be. Uh, the idea of anyone being able to hold Larry David back from being who he wants to be is, uh, I guess, sort of the crux of Curb Your Enthusiasm, though. Uh, he's trying to stop all of those people who would stand in the way of him being his most superpowered self. Uh, the fully actualized Larry David is a very scary premise. Certainly. I also liked Irma's line um, about like not needing a book club to read a book. Well, enjoy your book club. I don't need a club to read a book. It's just it's not even a dig. It's just an aside. I think that this speaks to Larry's view of Irma Kostrowski as uh, what did he call her again? A hideous, disagreeable person that that's just a line that you don't need to say to the book club, Akiva. You don't have to tell the Akiva. You don't have to tell the Akiva. You do have to tell the Akiva. Uh, that you don't need a club to read a book. You don't, you don't say need a club that to, to read a book. Club, but you don't well, that's say her it thing. to them. 
I mean, she, you think she has a single friend in the world? She doesn't know nothing. <laughs> oh, Who taught her social graces? Come on. Maybe uh, uh, Irma Kostrowski with an E. It's the other Kostrowski. I mean, I don't like. I could see Irma like being a lifelong loner. Probably maybe like never had a serious boyfriend or girlfriend or anything. Like, yeah. Like this, this could be the first relationship of her life with Larry. Where do you think she's at at this point in time? She's seemingly impressed with Larry's uh, canvassing. She says he's doing a good job. But during the canvassing, she's kind of trying to get him uh, to stop, like, steering violently off course. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Irma is feeling like this is this is going well with Larry right now? I don't know if she thinks like that. Yeah. <laughs> she's just, well, he's here is kind of enough. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, it's hard to get inside Irma Kostrovsky's head. We need more time with Irma Kostrovsky. It sounds like we'll have it, so that's good. Uh, what do you think, Ben? Do you think Irma Kostrovsky is happy in this nascent relationship, relationship, this exploration, as Larry's calling it? Do you think she even notices? Like, she's I, one of those people who are just like, you know, she just kind of like floats through. You know, I feel like she's like kind of just not really aware. She's singular focused in my yeah. mind. She's committed to the public. You she's know? committed to, to saving Santa Monica. Yeah. Yeah, that's what she wants to do. Uh, this is what Larry's going to confront the widow Ruth Berman at the golf club because she's already made him delay his golf lesson. She's gotten the last lobster. I thought this was pretty funny. I have to admit, uh, I enjoyed whoever it was who was playing Ruth Berman. I liked the widow Ruth Berman. A very uh, minor appearance in the episode but with a very big impact on Larry. Larry's going to blame the whole climax of the episode on the widow, Ruth Berman. I mean, Larry's right. And Larry's been right a lot this season. I'm not the bad guy. Remember back to the the first episode of the season? Mm -hmm. Like, yes, he should have voted. But it is sort of a brilliant idea. Like, hey, I'm not going to vote. You're not going to vote. Right. Uh, And it would be funny if it turns out like the other guy, you know, came back when Larry left and voted. But the you know he didn't vote like larry was going to vote and the other guy was going to vote and then they still would have lost by one yeah he's not the bad guy yeah uh ben do you blame this on larry is mayor mayhew's uh loss by one vote the fault of larry david who refuses to vote because the line is too long well like wouldn't it make more sense if they had tied like like what happens like because like you know he loses by one vote but like what happens in the tie do they re-vote or rocks like what are they doing they go to rocks. Yeah. Pretty sure that's how it works in Santa Monica. No, yeah, well, fire uh, making challenge? Yeah. No, it just means that uh, Riemann Schneider had one additional person. You know, this is Larry and the other guy left, unless that guy then turned around to Kiva and got back online once Larry was gone. And Riemann Schneider uh, gets that plus one because this very shrewd supporter waits until Larry leaves and then gets back on the line and casts his vote. Yeah, but we would have seen it. You know, if that's what had happened, we would have found out pretty immediately last time. Yeah, that would have been fun. Yeah, uh, but, like, also imagine, like, you're at, like, a political, you know, it's, I guess it's, like, a, it's, it's the, you know, the, the party post-election, and then you just blow your boss's spot and just announce to every single person that you know there that, like, he's the one who cost it. Like, like that that's fireable. Like, you just can't do that to your boss. Like, that's crazy. I think that young Larry, uh, this this actor who's playing young Larry, I feel like he his job could be in jeopardy here. I agree. Yeah. Uh, well, how do you do this to your boss? There's no coming back from this. It's crazy. Yeah. Did we see um, the the J for J guy? Was he at the table read also? I didn't. Not see that him. I saw. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't. Uh, you know, make a huge impression if he was there. 
I don't mm. remember who he was playing on the show. Was he a character that we should have known by name? Uh, as far as who he's playing on Young Larry, I don't think I ever caught that. Forgetting now, that's yeah. a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if he was there. I'd have to go back and look. Uh, but if I had to guess, if there was a Young Larry recasting, I don't know. The fact that they didn't go with a name actor playing, you know, themselves, uh, you know, was maybe I don't know about surprising. But maybe makes me think that this is a character that they'll keep, uh, that this character will stick around. I mean, David Schwimmer, not David Schwimmer, Ben Stiller stuck around for a while before he was replaced by David Schwimmer, right? And he and Larry had gotten into all sorts of stuff uh, before then. So uh, Larry can tolerate a lot, I think. Uh, He could withstand a lot of punishment before he, you know, fully burns the bridge, I think. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of a couple. Uh, oh, so you mentioned also what, your favorite line of the episode, Josh. Uh, my which, favorite which line what? of the episode, which uh, was when he said in the house to to Leon. Oh yeah, <laughs> I gotta go back. Uh, yeah, it's after he gets the phone call about pushing his appointment. Uh, he hangs up the phone and he's telling Leon what happened. Uh, and he says, "Can a mother live a life?" Uh, and I think my favorite uh, part of that is when Leon responds, sometimes no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is funny because it's like, oh, yeah, they've been hanging out enough that, like, uh, l- like Larry's just dropping MF bombs. Yeah. Just, you know, Leon and him, they're just best buds at this point. Um, and, and he's, you know, he's, he's, he's caught stuff like that from him. That's great. Yeah. And Leon is, Leon probably has some Larryisms. Yeah. Sometimes no is just a great response. And mm-hmm. him also uh, uh, making fun of uh, the the white people problems that he's dealing with golf right now mm-hmm. uh, was was great. Uh, I enjoyed all of that. I at the end of the episode, uh, Larry is there with Irma Kostrowski, uh, and she's very hungry. And so she, I don't know if you guys noticed, but she puts like ten mini quiches on a very small plate. She was parked by the quiche station. And she put a ton of quiches on a very small plate. Uh, it felt like a lot to me. I don't know if either of you guys are huge on quiche, uh, but I don't know. I, even even if you are, you, got, you can't take like eight quiches on a on like a small little side plate. It's too much. No, definitely not. You, de- That's definitely, a lot of quiche. Yeah, two, of quiche. right? Like two has to be the max there. I mean, I don't know how big this plate is. Like, well, I, it's, I, like, I it's, like, it's a quiche meal, but just get a regular quiche at that point. By the way, she led off um, off by offering Larry a samosa. Like, there's no way like Larry is gonna like you know want to eat a samosa at like a function like this. Probably like, she, not. She, she does not know Larry well enough to to offer something like that up to him. Samosa would be good though. Certainly, I think samosa at a function like this sounds great to me. I'd prefer it more than the quiche. So. Yeah, because the quiche is sort of uh, exposed to open air in like the you know sort of the. Uh, like the whole point of the quiche is the is the stuff that's going to be exposed to the room, whereas much of the of the gold of the samosas I think going to be uh, protected by the outer shell. Uh, so I think I'm going uh, samosa over quiche myself. Uh, anything else from Irma Kostrowski Akiva that we didn't get into that you want to make sure we we seize on? Um, no, I think I, the above average episode probably like the third or so best of the seven so far. I think I, I laughed the most consistently at this. I one, agree. But, uh, I it was very agree. breezy. It felt short. It was short. It was thirty three minutes shortest of the of the season. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I and like yeah. It wasn't a setup episode. We but we did it. We also did advance the plot forward. Like 
what's going to happen. You know, we have the table read, so I assume we're probably filming next week. Like, I don't think we're going yeah. away from the um, show at any point now with only three episodes left. Probably. Ben, do you think that we're in um, – obviously, we're in the home stretch because there's only three episodes left, but do you think that we are uh, narratively in the home stretch? Do you think that we're going to get uh, more focused episodes for the remainder of the season? Well, I know keep it last time you mentioned uh, probably being like one more like uh, self-contained episode probably before the season's up. So I, I can imagine a scenario in which we have one more contained story. But, you know, I heard Larry mention to the Hulu exec that uh, they were going to fix Maria Sophia um, in rehearsal. So I can imagine that being the next mm, step of, of, of yeah. the show in, before filming. And, and you end up, you know, filming the, the first episode and it being a total disaster. Yeah. That, that's what I can see happening. Yeah. Uh, I think that makes sense. We still have no Mary Ferguson. Uh, we've really moved away from Mary Ferguson. It's true. It's true. And it's gonna. We know we're gonna end with Mary Ferguson unless they really just drop the ball. So yeah, uh, it's uh, you know we might we might just have one more to go and that's it. Yeah, maybe uh, Irma Kostrowski is undercover and her real name is Mary Ferguson and it's a meta the Tracy Ullman joke. Yeah. I was thinking they might replace Maria Sophia with Mary Ferguson. With a Mary Ferguson. Yeah. Oh. And then the dilemma becomes, is Larry going to protect the show because she's very good, the new Mary Ferguson, uh, or is he going to help his friend because uh, the schedules are going to overlap uh, with the production schedule and the trip to Asia? I would have loved that. I, yeah. I felt like the only knock I had against, you know, this episode from being more of an A plot. We need way more Leon. Um, like th there's yeah. not enough Leon this season. Like I, I want him like in, in the fold for, for mu much more in, in each of these episodes. Yeah, I think so. I think that makes sense. Uh, all right. That's the podcast. Uh, let's do, let's do plugs. Akiva, what's going on in your podcast world right now? What do you got going on? Uh, Rob and I had a fun week. We watched five episodes of Jimmy Fallon. I had to like, in a row, like, uh, or just we watched uh, the whole week, the whole week. Okay, got it. Yeah, one at a time. I mean, in theory, we probably both watched like all five or in, in one or two clumps, but um, yeah, I like I had to like I had relatives around. And I was like sneaking, like I, you can't ha have them catch you. Watch Monday's yeah. Jimmy Fallon episode on Saturday. Yeah, but um, yeah, so that was uh, if, if anyone had a bead on you, what they thought you were going off to do. I'm sure that going off to stealthily watch Jimmy. I Fallon played was not uh, loud pornography just to like get yeah. them off the. Yeah, off the scent. That they yeah, on the like, on the Sonos. Think, yeah, yeah, God, the, the, they wouldn't think I was watching Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, um, no, but you gotta I protect think, yourself. Uh, that was very fun. We had Scally and a fun mailbag. Yeah, uh, we'll do some football stuff with Chester this week, uh, and uh, NGOG. Hopefully, will be back this week. And um, uh, yeah, that's and 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 this show. We got three more weeks to go of this. This is fun. Three more, three more podcasts to go. Uh, ben, what's going on? Where can people find you on the internet? What do you got going on? Yeah, uh, nothing to plug. Uh, just uh, follow me on Twitter at BeanTube24. Um, you know, tweeting about mostly succession and, uh, you know, uh, was tweeting about the Red Sox up until, uh, you know, the offseason here. You know, uh, love to hear some uh, some lockout talk on 32 fans if that, if that's coming soon, Akiva. Lockout makes me sad. Yeah, it's, it's a bummer. But Josh is not going to have any fantasy I, baseball to play this year. It's not, I, don't know what any, I don't know what any of this means. What is lockout? This is not right now. Like the players are locked out. Like it's uh, a, it's a, you know, war, uh, union versus, uh, you know, bosses type thing. I believe uh, lockout is the name of uh, Guy Pierce prison in space movie. Mm -hmm. Could be, could be mistaken, but I think that that's right. Uh, there's, there's no lost episode called lockout though. There's right? locked down. Mm -hmm. yep. Lockdown is an episode, but no lockout. How much loss left? 
Not a lot. We are Mm-mm. very, very close to the end of the line. We have three more episodes of Lost to watch and podcast about. Not counting the the epilogue that they did for the bonus DVD uh, feature, which we will do as a separate podcast. But we have three proper episodes of Lost for Down the Hatch, which is crazy. Wow. Wow. That's insane. How did you that feel when you were in my position when you were doing Seinfeld, Akiva? Was it, gets, it a mixture it, of relief and you were forlorn at the same time? It gets it gets a little sad towards the end because you're just like counting down towards the end. It's it's no longer just like the thing. Yeah. It's like, all right, this is like we're saying goodbye. So yeah, the final ten I thought was very much like that. We did do we did have like a, a different end where we did the finale, which is, you know, there's plenty to talk about in the Seinfeld finale, but then we skipped an episode and then did a live show the night before one of Rob's like big survivor live shows. And that was the real end of the show. So we did end it in person. So we had like a nice little farewell to the podcast in person. Yeah. Uh, I, Mike and I were talking about trying to do that, but the final podcast could be five hours. Uh, yeah, it would be hard enough to do in person. Just the two of you. Yeah. Do you think you probably should, but, do you think people are going to be mad uh, when they get to the final podcast and find out we were dead the whole time, Ben? Oh, my God. I can't believe you're bringing this back up. Um, Akiva, <laughs> so my, my parents, I watched Lost about a year ago, and then uh, my parents, like, the entire time just telling me about, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, the show where, like, they're dead the whole time. And uh, I had Josh record a little memo to, 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 to yeah. correct them. Uh, it I was told a, your parents you're not dead the whole time. Yeah, they still don't believe me. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that would be crazy, though, if, if yeah. you really uh, change course, you know? I think that, that makes some headlines. We'll see. We'll find out. So that's one of the podcasts that's happening on Push to Recap. So many others. As Ben mentioned, the full HBO lineup we're talking about, Succession podcast already in your feed. I know Insecure shall be recording relatively soon. We've got Dexter podcast. We've got all of the Walking Dead shows. And God, they were weird this week. Uh, so that podcast is coming your way. And all of the rewatches that we're doing as well, uh, in addition to Down the Hatch. So check your post your recap speed. Something for everybody. Uh, all right, folks. Next week, uh, we will return with more Curb. Akiva, it's called What Have I Done? It's the name of the next episode. Oh, wow. Oh, I don't even have a guess for what that's about. What have I done? Do we want to guess who says it? Who, who says, says it? A quick who said it draft. Um... I would guess it's Larry, and it's as he's getting in deeper to Irma Kostrowski as a relationship. Mm-hmm. If the preview yeah. really does suggest a heavy amount of Irma Kostrowski, I think that he will he will look at the mirror and, and say, uh, exclaim, what have I done? I guess the only way to do a draft like this is Larry versus the field. Like, I, yeah. there's nobody else who's a reasonable yeah. second pick, yeah. you know? Because it could very like, easily not. be a new character. Yeah, it could be. It could be. But it would be I'll take Larry if you want the field. I'll take the field. Let's see. Yeah. Who, let's see. Who ben, why don't you uh, tell us where you would land? Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Larry. But, it, but if we're picking someone in the field, maybe Leon. Uh, I don't uh, know if, where this Mary Ferguson uh, storyline is going to pick back up. But, uh, you know, maybe that's next the only week. other contender. I hope so. I hope so. All right. We'll be back next week, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.